done. Uh, he's not going to do any more for redemption than he's already done. So all we have to do now is receive. Did he already say that he's given us all things that, pertai- that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him, right? So the knowledge of him is learning how to receive. And, and, um, uh, and you know, if, if we could... If we get our thinking lined up with the word, well, you know, if you've already done it, then there's not really, you're not going to do it when I ask you. You've already done it, so it's already prepared. He already knew that whatever malady or thing you're suffering from would come into your life. He already knew that, so he already prepared the healing for you in the redemption on the cross. So it's already there, right, waiting for you to just receive it. Uh, and so, and that's why we say, I am healed, uh, because uh, we, we, speak those things which be not physically as though they were uh, in the physical realm because uh, they are in the spiritual realm. Right? When God spoke to Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. Well, the evidence of that wasn't available in the natural realm, but the evidence of that was available in the spirit realm because God said it. And, and as far as God was concerned, it was already done. And so faith is the substance of things hoped for the what? Evidence. The evidence of things not seen, right? Well, how do you know you're healed? I've got evidence. Oh, well, well, I haven't seen your, you know, your tumor go down. That's not the evidence I'm talking about. What's the evidence? Faith. Faith proves that uh, it, it's got to go. Uh, and, you know, and it's really just uh, all of this. And, and, you know, it's, it's amazing that uh, how many scriptures have we studied? It seems that the, the more we study, the simpler it becomes, right? It's not because it seems like uh, if you don't know, it's all complicated, right? You ever tried to use use a computer and you don't have any instructions, you know, it's really complicated, right? Uh, and of course, with a computer, even after you figure out how to do it, it's still complicated. But but the word it seems to me that the more that I study the word, the more that I press in and, and put scriptures together and look at the big picture of how the Lord is setting things up, that it seems to me that if things just get simpler, they get easier to understand. It's like, well, yeah, that just seems really simple. You did everything. We just receive everything. That's pretty simple, right? It's not. You know, a lot of people, they, well, you got to go do this and you got to go do that. And well, you know, sometimes he will and sometimes he won't. Well, how do you know? Well, you just, you know, you just never know. <laughs> and so, uh, but he said he'd fill us with a real knowledge of his will. So how, how can we not know if he told us he'd fill us with the knowledge of his will? Uh, so uh, in, in my simple mind, it's really, it's really simple, right? It's just because uh, we're not nearly as sophisticated as the Lord is. But I think he made it as simple as he possibly could. You know, and I think that's why even in, in the plan of creation, when he said, you know, that it's, it, he created all of the things that we see and observe in six days, you know, that to me, an all-powerful God would just do it in six days, you know. This complicated thing about evolution, and that's, that's complicated, you know. That's, that sounds way more work than, than if, if, if you had all power, how would you do it? You just want to do it and get it done, right? Uh, we're, we're going to take a billion years to do it, you know, to, to, to start from, from an amoeba to, to get up to a buffalo in a billion years. And, well, that'd be complicated, right? Uh, and so uh, that doesn't even sound like something God would do, something like that, complicated like that. But praise God. We thank God for his healing power. Amen. Why don't we pray and we'll get into the word today. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for blessing us, Father. We thank you that you speak to us, that you lead us and guide us in all truth. You show us things to come. And Father, as it relates to the doctrine of healing, we thank you that your word uh, is uh, vast and full of wealth of the knowledge of your desire to heal your people. So, Father, we choose to believe and we choose to believe that you desire us to live well all the days of our lives, Father. And Lord, we thank you for that. We give you the praise and the honor for it in Jesus name. Amen.
Well, praise God. Um, uh, let's see, I think last week we're continuing in, in the discussion in Brother Bosworth's book, but some of the things that he has observed uh, as far as reasons why people don't receive their healing. And, um, you know, these are observations, but then we back up our observations with the word. Amen. So we're not just saying, well, well, he said that. And so it must be so. Well, it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what the word says. Amen. And so, you know, a lot of times you'll observe something in the natural realm and you say, well, you know, why is that? And then the Spirit of the Lord will speak up to you and give you a book, chapter, and verse about why that is. And like, okay, well, that makes sense, Lord. Uh, and he, uh, the, I think last week we talked about lack of diligence, you know, from, from Hebrews eleven six that without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Um, and, and, you know, diligently seeking him is seeking his will and plan uh, and his wisdom. Uh, and, you know, if, if you're if you're uh, having difficulty receiving healing, then diligently seek him. Lord, what's up? You're a healer. So what's up? Uh, you know, uh, I would never judge somebody and say, well, you're not getting healed because you're just you don't have enough faith. I mean, you know, sometimes uh you know, the Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, that faith works by love. So it may not have anything to do with faith. It may have to do with the love, right? Maybe you're not walking in love with somebody like, like you ought to. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's, that's your, your situation. I'm just saying it could not have anything to do with faith. It could have to do with love because faith works by love. So you may have the faith and the knowledge and the, and the belief that the word of God is so, but the working and the empowering of faith is empowered by the love of God. So maybe, you know, well, you know, I love everybody except for that guy over there. I just I just hate him and his mother and his son and his cousin and dog and his cat. You know, I just, of course, you know, hopefully you don't say you hate somebody because that would be a violation of, of the principles of the word of God. But um, but uh, Lord, I hope I hope they all die of, you know, whatever, you know, some horrible disease. Right. Uh, you know, you surely wouldn't say that either. Right. But, you know, st- still, you may not walk in love with him. Amen. Uh, like you ought to, like, you know, should. Right. And, and the thing is. And we all we've all you all done this. I know because uh, if you're breathing air, you've done it. You know, once you realize what you what you've been doing, you're like, well, Lord, I knew I, I knew that all along. I just, you know, was too slow or too stubborn to believe it. Amen. Um, you know, I'm all for being stubborn, but we should be stubborn to do the will of God. Some people are stubborn once they once they get more information. Yeah, I ain't changing. Well, that's just stubborn, you know, and it's really stupidity is what it is. Right. How many times are we being, being stupid? You know, well, I know I did that. I just, you know, I ain't doing it. Well, that's just really dumb, you know. Here's your answer. Yeah, I know that's the answer. Well, why ain't you doing it? I just ain't doing it. Well, that's just that's just dumb, right? Um, and of course, we've all been dumb, I'm sure. Uh, but um, but sometimes, you know, diligence is required. Amen. Sometimes it takes some effort to do it. And, and uh, you know, I think I told you about the time that uh, I had a, a friend of mine that I'd known for years, right? We knew her family, and and um, uh, and she suffered from from back pain, you know, major back pains, right? And it seems like some people that they get uh, problems with their back and then they start having surgeries and it never seems like the doctors are able to fix uh, back problems with surgery. It seems like it just, it's a temporary fix and they've got to go back in a few years to get some more surgeries, you know? And I don't know if that's related to just lack of knowledge or it could just be because I don't understand, you know, that spines when they start degrading just will continue to degrade and that's probably some of that too. You know, I'm not going to throw it off on the doctors, but it seems as though most people that I know that have back surgeries, they, they have career back surgeries, right? Every five, ten years, they go back, get something else, you know, wired up. And so, 
but, you know, she she was a good Christian, loved the Lord as far as I know, you know, and um, it would help everybody. I mean, just, you know, if anybody was helped, you know, a lot of times it would be this person helping them. And, and um, but, she, but she couldn't get healed. But she believed in healing. She believed in the power of God. Uh, and so, you know, uh, so I just started going to the Lord about it. Lord, what's up? You know, and I wasn't trying to find gossip, you know, because the Lord's not a gossip, right? I wasn't trying to get any dirt on somebody. But I wanted to know this person, you know, of all people, if, if I was God, uh, you know, this person would be a good candidate for healing because they, they've earned it, right? Because they're such a good person and because that's how we think. Well, they've earned it. You know, they, they're so good because uh, that's how we obtain everything from God, by earning it, right? And that's not how we obtain it. We obtain it from God by faith, amen? But if you were to earn it, she would be a good candidate for earning things, right? And so you just... You just think, well, Lord, somehow that's got to count for something, right? It's got to, and it does count for something, but it's not, you don't earn it. Uh, you just stay in the blessings of God by doing right, amen? Uh, and so, but I just sort of asking the Lord, Lord, what's up, you know? Uh, and and uh, years, you know, it wasn't like every day I prayed this, but for years, I, you know, when every, every time it would rise up in my heart, I would ask the Lord, Lord, what's up? You know, why, why is she not receiving healing? Uh, and uh, see, that's the diligent part. See, if I didn't, if I didn't know, I'd, I'd, Lord, what's up? I want to know. You tell me. I want to know. And sometimes there's diligence required. You know, why did it take you years? Well, for one thing, it wasn't me, right? It's somebody else. So the Lord's not really obligated to answer me for somebody else. I know that's part of it. Uh, but part of it is just there's diligence, amen? Uh, and so, uh, but, uh, but then one day I was just talking to her about something. Uh, and then she, you know, she'd gone through a lot of, trauma, you know, or emotional difficulties with people, and, uh, and, um, uh, and, and she said, well, you know, I, she said, I, I'm just not one to, to be in unforgiveness about people, and I, and I knew that about her, and as soon as she finished that, she, she just lit into all these people, well, this person doing that, and, you know, I can't stand them, and this person doing that, and, I, and, and all this bitterness, and all this anger started coming up out of her, you know, and right in the middle of it, the Lord spoke to me, and just, it was like he snapped his fingers, and, and said, that's why uh, she won't, she can't get healed, because on the one hand she says, "Well, I'm not one to stand unforgiveness," but she is full of unforgiveness. She hides it really well. You know, you women, you're really skilled at makeup, right? I mean, you can just cover up anything, you know. And, and uh, uh, I mean, you just like wow, you know. I mean, you take it all all the sheen off, and you know, there's all kinds of cracks and you know, shifting of weights and. You know, uh, but you put all the makeup on and just everything looks fine and everything looks like it's supposed to be, right? Uh, and uh, and she had done this with her bitterness and unforgiveness. So she had covered it up all these years and uh, hid it well. Uh, and um, uh, but you know, was it still there? See, it doesn't matter if you hide it, right? And and hiding things, you know, that's the very definition of hypocrisy, right? Where you're this way on the outside. But on the inside, you know, you're just full of bitterness and anger and, and, and uh, resentment and, and things. The Lord wants you to be happy and smiling, but he wants, you to, he wants that happy and smiling to come from the inside out, right? Uh, see, if you're just only on the outside, then, you know, that's essentially the definition of hypocrisy, right? You're, you're one way on the outside, you're a different way on the inside, and... Uh, and it's not always, you know, hypocrisy is not always, you know, someone who's two-faced and someone who's, you know, stabby in the back kind of thing. It's just being one way uh, on the outside and a different way on the inside, right? Well, I'm just going to put on a happy face. Well, you're a hypocrite, you know. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, you know, uh, 
and so, although it sounds like I'm, you know, sounds like I'm judging, I'm not really not trying to judge anybody. I'm just, the point is, however you are, you should, you should be that way from the inside out. And really, you know, I don't mean this to, to, uh, to promote sin or anything, but you'd be, it'll be easier for you to change if, if you got it all on the inside, just let it all out. Because at least you're real. And it's easier for real people to change than hi- hypocrites to change. Because it's a, the, a hypocrite, is, it's the hardest thing in the world for them to change because they're not that way. Because she said, I am not that way, even though she was 100% that way. Now, I'm not mad at her, but the Lord said, that's why she won't get healed. And she will probably go to the grave that way because she is of the opinion that she's not that way. Because the hypocrisy in her life, and again, it's not that I'm judgmental, being judgmental about her. That's just an issue she needs to deal with. That if she, if she would see her own unforgiveness and see her own bitterness, it doesn't mean that those things weren't real that people did to her. They were, you know. I mean, people treated her terrible. She was the nicest person, helped people, and they would gossip about her. Back, oh, you know, look, you know, she'd like to wear nice clothes. Oh, look at that. She's wearing that nice dress over there. What's wrong with her? You know, she thinks she's all that, you know. And that'd get back to her, you know, and it, it would hurt her feelings, right? Uh, and, and um, you know, the people don't like me that I wear a tie sometimes like that. You know, it gets back to me. It's like, I'm going to go buy me a nicer tie, you know. I mean, uh, you know, because th- sometimes that a spirit of Elijah gets in you, you just, you know, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear two ties, right? I mean, you know, Dr. Fauci wants to wear two masks. I'm going to wear two ties, you know. And so, uh, you know, uh, and so uh, I'll wear one on the front and the back if that's what it takes. But, uh, but th- that, uh, the hypocrisy that a lot of times Christians live in uh, hinders them from finding the truth because they'll never ask the question is 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 there anything that i'm doing wrong because they think well i i I didn't i didn't do anything they started i didn't do anything wrong faith which works by what by love amen uh and so uh so there is a level of diligence that's required sometimes to find the answer right how 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 much effort are you willing to, to put into it amen uh in fact uh, uh, just real quick, let's turn over to uh, uh, way back in the Old Testament, the First Kings, chapter eighteen, uh, and uh, we'll just look at this example here. From, in fact, our friend Elijah, right? You know, I like Elijah. He wasn't perfect, but I just liked his gumption. You know, he just, he just, he was the man. You know, <laughs> and so uh, let's see here. Um, so, of course, you know, in, in chapter 17, uh, he said, there's not going to be any more rain on the earth until I say so. Uh, that's pretty good, right? Till I say so. And, and so uh, he said here in, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, says, and Elijah said unto the, the, to the king, to Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Well, why did nobody else hear it except for Elijah? Some things you can only hear with the ears of the spirit, right? Remember, Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. There are some things that you can only hear from from a a standpoint of the spirit realm. And so nobody else heard this except for Elijah, but he heard it. So he said, you need to prepare uh, because when the rain starts, you're not going to be able to eat and drink. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. Now, it's funny because Ahab hated Elijah and, and uh, Jezebel, Ahab's wife, hated Elijah. Uh, but, you know, when the, when the prophet said something that would help them, they're still going to do it, right? right. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times, even though people may dislike you, 
If you say, yeah, but the Lord said, you know, they'd still do it. They won't give you any credit for it. You know, he didn't give, uh, King didn't give Elijah any credit for it. Uh, but still, uh, he did what the prophet said uh, because he knew the prophet heard from God. He just was wanting the prophet to stop hearing from God so much anyway for all the bad things. And so he went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And so Elijah went home and cried a little bit about how he can never get the will of God to operate in his life. Is that what the rest of that verse says? Elijah said, well, you know, sometimes God just says no. Uh, well, you know, sometimes you just don't get what you ask for. Well, you know, sometimes you just, it's just not worth the effort, you know. Well, you just never know. Uh, I mean, you know, how many things have we heard uh, that, would, that, that ended our diligence right there, right? And so what, what did Elijah do? Yeah, it says, and he said, go again, how many times? Seven times, right? Six times is not diligence. Seven times is diligence, right? Uh, and so uh, how many times have people quit after one, after two? Go look again. I don't know why you, there ain't nothing there, Elijah. Shut up. Go again. Do it again. Uh, see, that's, there's diligence, right? Sometimes in the area of faith, there's diligence that's required. Amen? Uh, I mean, the vast majority of the healings that I've gotten from the Lord in my own personal life, pretty easy. But sometimes there's been diligence that's required. Uh, and why is that? I don't know. And, you know, looking back, I don't really care. You know, as long as I get it, I get it. Amen? Uh, you know, I'm not like, well, you know, wow, it's just so hard. It's not nearly as hard to get in surgery than cutting on you and you being down in, in bed for six weeks and having to take medication the rest of your life. Now, that's hard, right? Remembering it's a blue pill or the red pill on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but on, on Wednesdays, every other Friday, it's the orange and, and green one or whatever. That's complicated, right? Uh, and, and I remember growing up, my dad, of course, he had heart disease and all kinds of things. Every day, he'd take a handful of pills, you know, like six or seven different pills. You know, this one, well, this one does this, but this one fixes the problem with that one. And, you know, this one does fix the problem with that one. Uh, and if you take these two together, then you got to take this third one because this one keeps the two from being, you know, keeps the two from being nice to each other or whatever. Uh, and and uh, it was every day. It's like, wow, how do you remember how to do that, right? Every day and sometimes several times a day, right? Three times a day or whatever. Now, that's complicated. But, uh, but someone says, well, you're going to have to go pray seven times. <sighs> you know, and there's that, that, that exasperation sometimes that we we act like it's so hard <laughs> and it's just like that's compared to the alternative that's not hard right compared to to the the, the pain and the anguish of surgery and recovery and and then maintenance the rest of your life well you know you're never going to be able to go this pill doesn't cure it it just keeps you you know from 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 suffering so badly you're still going to suffer some but maybe you'll suffer a little bit less uh that's that's hard right but it's easy on the mind because you're just doing what you're told, right? And that's really, in our, in our flesh, we just want the easiest thing to just do what we're told. Just, just do, here's a legalistic thing. Just do step one, step two, step three. And yeah, you're only going to be able to live at maybe 60, 70% like you were before. But, you know, just follow the directions and, and that's the best you can do. And people are satisfied with that. Uh, you know, I'm just not satisfied. I'm just not satisfied with 60% of living. You know, I, I want to live at 100%. And so what did Elijah say to do? Seven, go again seven times. Do it again. Do it again. I didn't get an answer. You know, when I didn't get the answer from the Lord about, about that friend of mine. Now, the Lord never told me to stop, right? Because if he said to stop, then, then it's none of my business and I'll, I'll, I may never know. But he never said stop. And, and you know, I, uh, one thing I learned from Brother Hagin, he said, 
I go by as much as what the Lord doesn't say as what he does say. So if he doesn't say to stop, then I'm going to keep on going. Uh, and and uh, if he says to stop, then that's the you know, head of the church. And I may, I may negotiate with him even if he has to stop. I'll be like, well, Lord, what about that, you know? I'd pull a Moses out, you know, an Abraham story out. You know, Lord, you know, they, they made you, you know, I want to know. Uh, and, but if he just absolutely puts his foot down and says, you know, you, you will stop, then, you know, then I would do it, of course. Uh, but even if he says to stop, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind him about Moses and remind him about Abraham. You know, there's just there's some diligence that's required in, in the life of the Christian that we, we think that's a bad thing. But, uh, you know, the woman, the, the Syrophoenician woman, she had diligence, right? He's not talking to me, called me a dog, said I wasn't sent to help you. Uh, and he said it's not good or not, uh, not good to, to uh, give the children's bread to dogs. Uh, what did she keep on doing? You say, whatever you want to, Lord, I ain't going nowhere, you know. And, and Elijah, seven times, go back and look at it again. Go back and look at it again. Well, I don't see anything. What's that got to do with anything? I, I hang on my healing yet. What's that got to do with anything? You stay, you stay the course, right? You stay the course like Elijah did. And, it said, and, the, and he said in verse 44, and it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. Uh, and he said, go up, stand to Ahab, prepare thy chariots and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. So he got a glimmer of hope. And Elijah's like, okay, that's it. And, you know, sometimes you'll know. Sometimes the Lord will give you just that one piece of information. That one person from, you know, second grade that you stole their cupcake from. You know, it's like, that's it right there, Lord. I need to repent for that cupcake mm -hmm. in second grade. Uh, and, and for whatever reason, that's a hindrance in my life. Uh, and um, I'm going to deal with it right now. You know, maybe you go find that second grade student, you know, give him a cupcake. They're like, who are you? Right? I don't even know who you are. Uh, yeah, but I got I to gotta, I gotta do some cupcake repenting here. Uh, and so, uh, but just, a, you know, for him, just a glimmer was sufficient. Because a person of faith, you know, they, they, they don't need the whole answer. Uh, and, and so he got just a glimmer of the answer. He said, that's it. They go tell the king to prepare. And it came to pass, you know, in verse 45, that in the meanwhile, that the heaven was black with clouds. And just a second ago, it was a tiny little hand coming out of the sea, like a man's hand coming out of the sea. Now, if you're way up on the mountain, and you're looking way down in the sea, how big is a man's hand? Pretty small, right? I mean, it's a speck, right? Uh, and this, uh, you know, no doubt this, uh, this servant's probably like, it ain't nothing, but I might as well tell us the, the uh, prophet because he'll get, he'll get annoyed if I don't tell him everything, right? And so, uh, yeah, I see this little speck, and the, the prophet knew that that was the answer, right? It was on its way. Uh, now, there was a time that this occurred over, right? It didn't happen immediately. It didn't happen the first time, second time. No. So we don't know how long he was on this mountain, right? Uh, but that's the diligence part. And, and you know, for, for us, our attitudes need to be uh, like, this, like the uh, prophet here, that we're not leaving until we get the answer. Uh, and, and if we keep on trying and we're not getting the answer, then, then we're going to try something different. Say, well, Lord, I need more information then. Something, something and again, uh, I'll ask the Lord, Lord, am I doing anything wrong? And if he doesn't say anything, then I'm just going to go with the assumption that, that I'm fine. Just keep stay the course, right? Uh, you know, a lot of times people will will second guess the spirit of God. Well, I must be doing something wrong. Well, why don't you just ask him? Well, I mean, you know, 
that just sounds kind of obvious there, there, right? Just at, uh, why, why do you have to assume that you're doing something wrong? It may just be that the only thing that's necessary is diligence. Amen. That he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not that seek him once. Go see if it's out there. Nope. Okay, well, let's go home, boys, because it ain't going to happen today. Uh, would he have been rewarded for that? No. Uh, why did he wait seven times? I don't know. You know, it, 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 is it always seven times? No. Is, is there any? No, I, there, there's no particular time. It just sometimes it seems as though the, door, the Lord needs us to operate in some diligence. Uh, it's good training in our hearts to do that because uh, when you're dealing with the devil in, in people's lives, and especially in other people's lives, it, re- it requires diligence on your part to stay the course because you want to give up you know, after a while. Like, well, I prayed for them. They ain't changing. You know, I guess it's never going to change. Uh, well, no, sometimes the Lord needs you to be diligent, especially for other people. And so finally it happened, you know, that the heavens were uh, was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Uh, and so, and we know the rest of the story there that, uh, that, that finally rained after, after all this time. Uh, and so, so diligence is helpful, right? Uh, how long did Abraham go before he received the end of his promise? It was 25 years, right? Uh, now, do you all, are you going to have to wait 25 years? No, I don't believe it. You know, that's, that's a once in, a, in, you know, a generation, right? Uh, and one of the great stories of diligence that I think in the whole Bible is our friend Noah. How long did Noah have to be diligent uh, building his ark? How long did it take him to build the ark? hundred years, right? Uh, and the Bible called him preacher of righteousness. How many converts did he ever, ever obtain? His family, but I don't think they even count because they, they were already stuck with him, right? So I, I think as far as actual converts, I think the answer is zero. A hundred years diligence, right? Uh, and stayed the course, right? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, that, and that's one thing. You know, I, I was listening to Brother Hagin one time. And he was talking about how he was needing to get an office space and some secretarial support. And, you know, he said, well, you know, we've been doing all of this work in our living room and, you know, packaging up things and sending things out. And, you know, this was like in the 60s or so. Uh, that uh, that he was talking about this particular part of his, his life, and, and, and he didn't say this, but I started doing the math. Like, well, then he's been in the mil- in the ministry for thirty years. Doesn't have an office. Doesn't have a secretary. Doesn't have anybody to help him. Thirty years. Uh, and, and I'm thinking, how many ministers are willing to do thirty years and stay just a small little? You know, nobody ever heard of him. Uh, I mean, he, he had this little circuits and, you know, little churches he'd go to on occasion and some of them bigger churches. But uh, for a long time, he'd go to little churches and he would talk about how he would leave a church and just weeping. Lord, we got to get this message of faith out. Weeping because there'd be three people at the service. Weeping. Uh, but he stayed the course. Uh, in 30 years, he was pre- no, not even a, 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 uh, an office. Uh, how many ministers are willing to do that? Now, at the end of his life, you know, he was saying he was given you know, maybe a million dollars away a year, giving it away. Uh, and he had, you know, uh, sold, I think, on uh, all of his books, it's like millions, maybe 60 or 70 million copies of his books. And like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's got it. So we look at him. He's got this worldwide ministry, you know. And yeah, but you didn't see him when he was in his in his living room, you know, patching up, packing up books by himself and taping up books by himself and. And driving him down to the post office himself and doing all this work himself. You know, are you willing to stay the course? Now, he ended big, right? And, and the Lord, sometimes uh, 
he, he needs people to stay hidden for a period of time because people go and say, Lord, uh, or Brother Hagin, they say, uh, Brother, I'm sure if someone hears that, they'll see you think Brother Hagin's the Lord, you know, or whatever, you know, people are stupid, aren't they? Uh, but uh, they would come up to him and say, Brother Hagin, it just seems like your ministry came out of nowhere. You know, that just, just a few years ago, nobody really ever heard of you, you know, and, and, but now, you know, you're everywhere. Well, it's because I think the Lord does that. I think the Lord uh, hides people away in training because he's got a plan for them and a need for them to do certain things. And until uh, they're where he needs them to be, it's not that he's punishing them, but, but I think just some ministers that, you know, Abraham was kind of that way too, right? I mean, it's just, just him. He had no, no heirs. Uh, for 25 years uh, and then all of a sudden you know uh, but all he ever got it was was Isaac right uh, and so uh, and then it wasn't until uh, his grandchildren were there that he started getting some the numbers started moving up right uh, but uh, so diligence you know diligence is just uh, it's almost a dirty word in in the church and I think especially in the charismatic and word churches because it seems as though we're not taught how to stay the course. You know, we're taught it's all microwave faith, right? It's instant. You, it's, you know, uh, you look on the back of the box and it says microwave for three minutes. And you're like, three minutes? There's no way. You know, you get, what's wrong with these people? You know, I don't have three minutes in my life, you know? And then before that, you know, it was, uh, you know, when, when Chris fixes food at home, it's like every pot and pan in the entire house. He goes next door and borrows a couple of pots and pans even, you know? Uh, and it's hours in the kitchen, right? And, and you go in there, it's like, well, who lost the battle? I mean, somebody, there's a battle here, but who, you know, who won, who lost? I want to know. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, the results are always good. It tastes great, you know. Uh, but there was a battle to get there. And, and uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, just flip the box over, right? And, and, um, uh, and so, uh, but that's the way in the charismatic church sometimes it seems like uh, unless, unless it's instant, we're not willing to, to stay the course, right? And that's really the next thing that Brother Bosworth mentioned was uh, that uh, the issue was seeking miracles and not healing. Uh, and a lot of times, if, if you go up in a prayer line and get hands laid on you or get prayed for, if you don't receive it, e- immediately you're like, well, I didn't get it. But you did get it. Hands were laid upon you. The Spirit of God was transferred from the, from the minister to you, right? Uh, and... You know, we got to say, dealer, well, I got it. Well, when did you get it? Well, I went up in prayer, prayer line, got it, you know. Uh, and, and so, uh, because sometimes we think, well, if I didn't get it immediately, I didn't get it. Well, that's just not true, right? If that was the case, then Elijah shouldn't have done what he did, right? If that's the case, then, then the, the, uh, the ten lepers wouldn't have got healed along the way, amen? Uh, and so, uh, you know, you, you've, got to, uh, you've got to be careful about... Um, uh, and, of course, that gets into the very next thing there, too, right? Uh, number 15 that he says is watching our symptoms. So you go up and get, get uh, prayed for, and then, well, it still hurts, so I didn't get it. So, so the evidence for your healing uh, for you, then, is lack of symptoms. But I thought the evidence of things not seen is what? Faith. Our faith, right? Well, how do you know you got healed? I've got evidence. My faith. That's my evidence. I know I got healed because my evidence is my faith. My faith said that I'm healed, so therefore I'm healed. That's my evidence. I have proof. Well, you, do, you, do you feel any better? What's that got to do with anything? Uh, I mean, you can, you know, I think there's a place where you could say, well, I don't feel well, uh, or, you know, uh, I've got this particular thing, or, you know, uh, 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 I'm coughing, or, you know. I, I don't have a real problem because I'm not the confession police. 
I don't have a problem with people saying, well, this is going on, right? Uh, it, I do have a problem when people elevate that. Oh, you know, and, and you, ever, you ever seen people got their sickness and it's like their pet? Oh, you know, uh, I got this thing and it's just, it's just so bad. I mean, every day I got to take care of it, pet it, you know, feed the thing. Uh, uh, you ever notice people that their whole lives revolve around their sickness, disease, and every conversation revolves around their sickness? Well, that's a pet, and, and, and they get attention from that. Uh, and some people, they, they don't know how to live apart from that thing because that thing is who they are. That sickness and disease is who they are, especially if it's a chronic sickness that, you know, is, uh, has been around a long time. Uh, and so let's turn over to Romans, and we'll see how we're supposed to operate. But a lot of times, people's faith is defeated because they observe the natural realm. Uh, they, they do what they think they're supposed to do. Well, I wouldn't have gotten prayed for. I got hands laid on me, but, you know, uh, it didn't happen, so I guess I'm not healed. Uh, because the assumption is, backing up to the previous one, that since you didn't get it instantly, then, um, then you didn't get it. But that's not how it works, right? And I think part of it is... Um, uh, in fact, I, and I, in fact, I was listening to uh, Brother Hagen again the other day. Um, he was talking about this lady that had um, that had uh, eye problems. So she like her eyes were crossed, and, and so she needed really strong corrective lenses to to fix this. And and um, um, of course, nowadays they could probably do surgery. But uh, I've been thinking about getting my cat some of those glasses because she's Siamese, and so she got one eye that's a little strays a little bit, you know. So you don't really know which eye to look at, right? Which eye are you supposed to look at here? And so, um, so maybe we can get her some of those glasses. But, um, uh, and so, so she went to Brother Hagen and said, well, Brother Hagen, you know, should I, just, should I just get rid of my glasses, you know, as, as an act of faith? Uh, and, you know, a lot of times people think that, you know, I've got to do something to earn my healing. And so, and I, and I remember, you know, even here in healing evangelists and healing uh, ministers, they would say, well, you've got to do something to, to, you know, be an act of faith. And, and I kind of, you know, I have a problem with that because unless the Lord tells you to do that, then you're just trying to earn your healing. So if he doesn't tell you to just get rid of your, your um, glasses, then, then keep your glasses because your healing is not dependent upon you not wearing glasses. Your healing is dependent upon the Lord, uh, dependent on you receiving the healing. Uh, and so, so and, and it, it's really the same thing with, if you're taking medication, well, I got to stop medication so I can be healed. You know, uh, we would rather have you here than, uh, with a little bit less faith than dead and, and all the faith in the world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but see, unless the Lord tells you to do that, you take your medicine with faith every day. Yeah. Lord, this is number one, going to do what it's supposed to do without any side effects. Number two, someday I won't have to have this. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that balance uh, is where we need to find because you know, all of our faith is at different levels. If you had perfect 100% faith, well, if you had perfect 100% faith, you would never need medicine to begin with, right? So, so don't try to be some faith great person. If you're, you know, if you're at a dollar ninety-five faith, be at a dollar ninety-five faith. Don't be at, you know, uh, don't be at a hundred dollar faith if you're only at a dollar ninety-five faith. Uh, but if you're at a dollar, then be at dollar ninety-five. Well, Lord, that's my faith. You know, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to do that, right? Uh, then I'm going to take my medicine. Uh, and, and, and be okay with that. Don't let the devil try to pressure you into being something that you're not. Try to prove something that you're not. Well, you need to prove to everybody that you're healed. I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. I can take my medication and, and, and be happy with it, right? Uh, and, and, um, 
So this lady went to Brother Hagin and said, you know, Brother Hagin, she's not been able to receive my healing going into prayer line, you know. So should I stop wearing glasses? She, he said, well, do you drive? Yeah, well, you need to wear your glasses because you don't want to run over somebody and, you know, <laughs> bump, what was that? You know, uh, uh, you know, it could have been dog or cat. could have been your neighbor. You don't know. You don't wear your glasses. So wear your glasses, right? And he said, but just get up every day. He said, I'm the healed of God. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm healed. Get up every day. Lord, I'm healed. Every time you think about it, Lord, I'm healed. Uh, and so he didn't see her again for years because he was a traveling minister. And, and uh, he saw her at, at, a, uh, at a meeting somewhere. She wasn't wearing glasses. And he said, I know you're not wearing glasses. She said, yes, Brother Hagin. She said, uh, after you told me to do that, she said, I got up every day. And I said, Lord, I'm, I'm the healed of God. Uh, and uh, I'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. I'd say, I'm healed. I received my healing. Uh, and she said, I did this for about, about six months. She said, along the way, I started noticing just a little bit of change. Uh, and over, over the six-month period, uh, I went from uh, having to have these glasses to, to not needing anything. And so she'd moved. Uh, and when she moved, she had to get a new driver's license. And her old driver's license had, you've got to have glasses. And so when she went to the DMV, she took the little eye test there. They said, well, uh, as far as we can tell, it's fine. But you have to have a doctor's note before we can take that off your driver's license. So she went to the doctor, eye doctor. And they said, you don't need glasses. You've got 20-20 vision. But see, that happened over a period of months for her. Now, she'd lived with it for years and tried to get healed all kinds of places, you know. And, and, and again, people always trying to push on, um, you got to have it instantaneously. But, I, you know, I think there, there is plenty of instantaneous healing available if your faith is, is high enough. But, you know, everybody's faith is not there. But that's okay because Jesus said a little faith is sufficient, right? And so you can take a little faith over a longer period of time and still get the same results than you can, you know, with a lot of faith and get it instantly, which is still both are better than, than no faith and never getting it. Amen. Uh, and so I'd rather have a little faith over some period of time and obtain my healing than no faith and never get it or, or fake faith and, and act like I've got it, you know, or to hurt somebody or to hurt myself. I, I just start, I just stopped taking my medicine, you know. Um, and it's amazing how many uh, uh, non-degree doctors there are. Yeah, he, he's just wrong. It ain't doing me good. He, you know, he's just wrong. It's a, well, why'd you go to him to begin with? Yeah. If he tells you to do that, then do that, right? Uh, and, and I can't tell you how many times we, uh, the doctor, I, you know, he's wrong. And I, I mean, they could be wrong, I know. I'm, I'm sure of that. But, you know, if he tells you to do that, then just shut up and do it, unless it's unethical or something, you know, and, and I ain't doing that, you know. Uh, or, you know, sometimes I'll do it out of abundance of caution. I understand there's some, there, there's some limitations there, but, but uh, I was visiting my brother one time, you know, and the, he was in a hospital and serious, had heart problems. And, uh, and um, uh, just before that, he'd had some dental work done. Uh, and sometimes when you do dental work, there's a, you know, your mouth is a nasty place, right? Uh, and uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, germs and viruses in there that if you bit somebody, you know, they could die from, from, from you know, uh, from the infection that would occur if you broke skin because your mouth is a nasty place. And sometimes they, they dislodge some scary things and, and it affects your heart, right? Uh, and, and I've heard that many times over the years. I'm not a doctor. I just, you know, hear things like that. And, but, but so he's talking to me and he said, yeah, the doctor said it was because I had this, um, th- this uh, dental work done. That ain't it. That, and I said, was that based on your 18 years of medical training? Is that, where, where'd you come up with that ain't it? Is it from, do you have, how many degrees you got on a wall? That ain't it, you know? <laughs> and it's just, 
uh, listen, I, I know, you know, sometimes the doctor says, well, you need six weeks of rest. And, man, you know, you could probably get by with five weeks of rest. But some people are like, I ain't resting. Well, then, dummy, then just, <laughs> then just, just keep it then, right? You know, I don't need to do that. You know, oh, so, I mean, have you read everything since Plato about all there is to know about medication, right? I mean, uh, are you like a TV doctor or something? Uh, you know, uh, and, you know, I remember years ago when uh, I went and, I'd had a, like a cough for like six months and couldn't get, couldn't quit coughing, just, you know, every day coughing. And, and I mean, it wasn't like all the time, but it was a consistent cough. And, and so if I, well, okay, I hadn't got it. So I'm going to go to the doctor. Cause I, I'm thinking if I go to the doctor, he'll give me a name. If I get a name, then that's, you know, so I'm always going for information. I'm not going out of fear. You know, oh, what if he tells me something bad? It, it ain't, it's not, it's neither good news or bad news. It's just news. Amen. And so when they tell me news, it's like, okay, then, then that's it. And so he said, well, I, I, he said, I can't see. Let's go do an MRI. So they put you in that big donut, right? Uh, and make sure you don't put your keys in your pocket because you'll get stuck up to the top of the thing there, right? Uh, no medication, right? Uh, no, no metal in your pockets or anything. And so, uh, so they did the MRI, and he, and he came back and said, he showed me, he showed me, it was like an x-ray uh, picture. He said, your sinuses are 100% filled with infection." He said, I don't even know how you're walking around. I just get up and I walk, right? You know, that's just how, that's how I'm getting around, you know. And, and, and I didn't really feel especially bad, but, but you know, uh, it is what it is. And so he said, well, he said, we're going to have to schedule surgery because you're going to have to have surgery to clean out your sinuses. And, and uh, he said, but, it, you know, it's going to be several weeks, maybe a couple months before we can do that. So he, you go home and, and you do this, and he gave me one of those things you clean out your sinuses, right? It, it's like it's like a, um, a, t- a turkey baster, right? You just st- squeeze this thing up in your in your head and and you're basting your turkey, and then you know and and, uh, and so uh, he said you come back and see me in six in six weeks. So you know it is really gross because Chris is like, can you do that outside? Can you go to the next door when you do that? I mean, it's really you know uh, uh, you know no no mercy or kindness at all. You know that's really gross. Can you do that somewhere else? Well, where else would you like me to go? I mean, you know, uh, this is my house. And so, so, but six weeks, you know, I thought, well, you know, I can do this for six weeks. I can hold my breath for six weeks and just do it. You know, the doctor said do it. And, uh, but see, I, I, Lord, this is going to do it. It's going to take, I'm not going to have surgery. I'm going to do what the doctor said uh, because I'd already tried it by my own faith for months before that. And that wasn't doing anything. But he said, once I knew what it was, like, okay, then, then I'll do this. And it's going to do what it's supposed to do. So sure enough, I went back six weeks uh, to the doctor. He goes, well, you're still on the surgery, but let's do an MRI just to double check, you know. And he came back and he was just, he said, he, in fact, the words he said, he said, you're healed. He, all that infection was gone, 100% gone. Uh, and, and all I did was just do what the doctor said. But I also believed, you know, I added to it my faith. This is going to do what it's supposed to do. So I, I didn't go into it with the faith in the doctor. I went into it with the faith of the Lord. But, you know, the doctor said to do this, so... I'm going to do that, right? And it wasn't unethical or fattening or anything. So, uh, so I did that. And it really wasn't any cost because once you got it, you know, I mean, salt water is pretty cheap, right? It's water with some, some, some minerals and stuff. Uh, you do what, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you this is what I did, right? If you've got a sinus infection, don't go home. Well, I've got to go get a water hose and, you know, frame it up. I am not a doctor. You know, I am a faith doctor, but I am not a medical doctor. You don't go do, you don't go stick anything up your nose, right? Unless the doctor tells you to. Uh, and so... But I did it, and, and, and it was fine. But, but see, it was about two or three months later that that same symptom came up. And I was like, I know exactly what that is, and I ain't having it. 
And so I said, you leave in the name of Jesus. Now, that time I got it 100% by faith because now I had a name. Now I knew what it was. It was a sinus infection. And so I never had sinus problems before that. And I still don't have sinus infections. And since then, I have not had any sinus infections uh, about anything. And I'm never, I'll never have another sinus infection. Uh, and so uh, because I've got a name and I know what the symptoms are. Uh, and so, uh, you know, but see, that took six weeks to do that. And I wasn't watching my symptoms. I'm like, well, you know, I squirted the thing up there and it's still coughing, you know. So I guess it ain't, I guess it ain't doing nothing. But every day it was doing something, apparently. And so, and I believe it was my faith mixed with what the doctor said. Because my faith at that time for that thing, you know, other things, no problem. But that thing uh, wasn't getting any success. And so my faith for that thing wasn't as high as maybe my faith for other things was. So, but I don't care. I'll take a little faith, you know, in a water hose every day if that gets the job done. <laughs> Uh, and, and just do that. Amen. So be okay with wherever you are. But always move forward in faith. Uh, Lord, uh, if, I, if the doctor says I got to take this for a year, that's fine. You know, when the doctor told Chris he's going to have to take blood pressure medication. And she says, well, what do I have to do to get off of this? And see, that's a question of faith. Well, what do I have to do to get off of this? Because the doctor's like, and, and most doctors will tell you once you get on blood pressure, that's it. That's the rest of your life that you're on blood pressure medication. And again, don't stop taking your, you know, we don't want you to pop or anything, you know, my blood pressure's up to here, you know, and I ain't taking my medication. Uh, you take, but see, uh, he said, well, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe lose a few pounds, you know, I mean, you know, they always tell you lose weight, right? Doesn't matter how skinny you are, you lose weight, right? Uh, in fact, uh, I think last time I checked, they said I, that where I'm at right now that I should lose 30 more pounds, 30, can you imagine 30 pounds off of me right now? Uh, it, it's not that I'm really skinny or anything, but you know. Uh, if I turned sideways 30 pounds less from, from now, I'd just disappear. But, uh, but, you know, he said maybe, you know, and so, but she had a plan. I'm going to get off this. And he, next time she went back, I think you were on a half a pill after that for a while. And then, and then she don't on a blood pressure medication at all. Uh, and again, you don't, you don't, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit taking my medication. <laughs> Dummy, I didn't say to quit. I said, everything you do, do it by faith. And don't watch your, your symptoms are not the measure of your faith, right? The word of God is where your faith comes from, amen? You stay the course, be diligent, and just uh, your faith is, th this is going to work. This is going to work. And never allow the doctor to defeat your faith. If he says, you're going to have to take this, okay, I'll take that, no problem, but I want to take it forever. You know, always, always balance everything out that the doctor says with your faith, amen? Uh, because, you know, we got in the really, really bad trouble, I think, in the word of faith movement that if you're taking medication you're a horrible person you're you have no faith now, and you know it's not either zero or 100 percent faith there's a lot of faith in between and a lot of and, and a lot of it's got to do with who you are uh and you know i even asked a minister one time i said why is it that it seems like some things are just harder for people to get over than other things and it seems like uh, just my observation that that if you have a new thing show up tomorrow you know sometimes you can just get over it real quick but if you've had something you've been dealing with for years it seems like it's more difficult to get over that. And I think part of it is, is the familiarity of that thing. That, well, I'm going to start overcoming that. And it comes back tomorrow. It's like, oh, I guess I didn't. Uh, you know, your faith gets defeated easily for a chronic thing that that's just comes back on a regular basis. Uh, and, uh, but if you'll be diligent, uh, the, you will get over those things. And if it comes up, say, no, I'm not having you. Yeah. And you could say that as you go take your pill. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not keeping this forever. And you go take your pill. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not having this forever. And you go and, and, and um, you know, get the water hose. You know, whatever, whatever it is that you've got to do, 
you say, yeah, but th- uh, this is one fewer times that I'm going to be doing this. I'm not doing this the rest of my life. This is one less time. You do it tomorrow. This one, one less pill I'm going to have to take. Uh, and you use your faith and you stay diligent because wherever your faith are, wherever your faith is, be okay with that because it's great uh, to exercise your faith, right? Our faith needs to be exercised and to be trained. And sometimes the training takes some diligence to obtain that, that, oh, that's how I do it, you know? And and it it gets easier the more that you do this, the more that you you won't put up with things and just, well, you know, I'm not going to put up with that anymore. I'm going to change that. And there's lots of things that I put up for decades, put up with for decades. And then, well, Lord, I'm going to deal with that. And then you just and then you just deal with it. And, and, it, and uh, some things go away real quick. And some things may take, you know, there are things that the Lord told me to do differently. You know, I said, well, Lord, I, need, I want to know what to do about this. And sometimes he's told me to change certain things that I do. Uh, okay, Lord, I can, I can do that, you know. And then over months, it'll just go away. And then, and then. Well, well, how, well that, it's natural, but it's supernatural because the Lord told you how to do that. Amen. So it helps your faith because what it does is say, well, then there's always an answer. I can always overcome. I can always, whatever this thing is, I can always overcome it. Uh, and so, uh, so be careful about, uh, we never did read Romans chapter 4 and verse 19. It says, uh, talking about Abraham and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. When it said he considered not his own body, it wasn't that he didn't he wasn't aware that his own body was dead. It's just that when he said uh, as far as believing if God was going to answer his prayer, the the state of his body was not part of the consideration. Uh, And a lot of people, well, my body's dead, so God's not going to do what he said he's going to do. See, that's considering your body as evidence that God's not going to do what he said he's going to do. And a lot of times we use symptoms as evidence or evidence. consideration of whether or not God's going to be faithful to do what he says. Well, I've still got it, so I guess God's not going to heal me. So what are you doing? You're considering your body as, as a greater evidence than the word of God. Uh, and it's not that we ignore our body or not we lie. Well, you know, I ain't got that. Well, you do. It's right there. I ain't got it. You know, uh, and a lot of times those people do, right? That, that they, they think that ignoring those things and acting like it's not there is faith. No, faith just says, well, yeah, I observe it, but that's not got anything to do with the faithfulness of God. That is not evidence that God is not going to be faithful. Uh, that's not part of the consideration of, is God going to answer this prayer? Uh, and, that's, and so he observed his body was dead. No, my body ain't dead. Looks kind of dead to me. Poke it. Yeah, it's sure enough dead. No, it ain't dead. It's dead, you know. Uh, and, but a lot of times we, we, we will, uh, instead of having faith as our evidence, we have our symptoms as the evidence. And when our, when our symptoms are the evidence, then, then we are considering our body as being the evidence whether or not God is faithful to do his word or not. And that will always result in failure in your faith, right? You will never receive. Uh, when, when, you, when your consideration is anything other than the word of God, you've already lost the battle, amen? So whether it's time, well, you know, I've prayed for six weeks now and nothing's happened. Well, then you've considered something else as greater evidence that God's faithful other than the word of God. That time, uh, that the time is, is uh, a consideration. It's not a consideration because I, you know, in my in my heart, I'll have to live forever uh, if I'm dealing with something that hadn't come up because it's got to leave, and I'm going to have to outlast it. Right? It's not going to outlast me. I will outlast it. Uh, and so, uh, we don't want to have anything that's a consideration 
in regards to is God faithful other than his word? Because our faith is our only evidence, not uh, the symptoms that we, that we live in, right? Uh, and of course, that's back to uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, that the faith is the evidence of things not seen. Uh, but 2 Corinthians 5.7, uh, for, we, for we walk by faith and not by what? Now, we say that because by law, as a charismatic Christian, you're required to know this verse, right? Oh, I walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, well, are you healed yet? No, it's still there. <laughs> but you just said that you walk by faith. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah, I walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, are you healed? No. Uh, you know, and, and, and of course, that's the way people are, right? Uh, but uh, uh, Brother Bosworth made a good uh, statement. He said, some people defeat their own healing by making their feelings the basis for faith. Your feelings are the basis for your faith, right? Well, if I feel good, then I'm in faith. If I don't feel good, then I must not be in faith. Uh, your feelings and, how, and the pains or the agonies or the, whatever the things that you've got going on is not the basis for your faith. The, the absence of that, of that pain is not proof that you're healed. The proof that you're healed is the word of God. That's the proof. That's the evidence, right? The proof that you're healed is the word of God. The proof that you're healed is not lack of symptoms because how many things lie dormant right they'll go away oh you're because you, you know even cancer survivors what do they say well they're what remission. they're in remission you know what that means that means it's it's hiding and stalking away somewhere and it may rear up its ugly head one of these days you know i mean i uh i, I, I if i was a cancer survivor i'm not a cancer survivor but i would never use those words i'm not a remission i'm the healed of god That's right. I, I use faith words i don't want to use you know and, and i'm not trying to diminish the medical industry that's all they know and that's fine right that's what they know but i know more i know i have evidence of things that are unseen yeah. which is called faith and so i have evidence that i am healed yeah. i'm not in remission i'm in healed because uh, it's just just like a lot of you know the the alcoholics they go to alcohol well you know so and so i'm an alcoholic right uh, well wow when was the last time you drank and they pull out their five-year pin i got a five-year pin was it been five years yeah but you said you're an alcoholic yeah no, 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 faith people don't say that. Faith people, you know, I, I was an alcoholic, but now I'm clean from all that. Yeah. Right? That's what, now, again, has AA helped people? It's probably helped a ton of people, right? And I'm glad, I'm glad that they get some help that way, amen? But move up to the level of faith. Say, yeah, I used to be that way, but I am not, I am not that way anymore. Amen. Uh, and, and I will never be that way, amen. right? Uh, and so, so we need to talk like faith. We're not, we're not ignoring our symptoms, right? Because uh, Abraham knew he was, uh, his body was dead, so he wasn't ignoring. No, I'm not dead. He knew he was dead as far as, far as ability to, to uh, reproduce. Uh, so he didn't ignore it. But uh, one said, well, how do you know God's going to be faithful? You know, how can you say God's going to be faithful when you've got that, when you, when you've got that lack of, uh, uh, of ability to reproduce? And he'd be like, well, what's that got to do with anything? That's not consideration of if God is faithful. I know God's faithful because I know God. Uh, so don't allow your symptoms to be part of the consideration of whether or not God will be faithful. That's not part of the consideration, amen? And, and all of these things, you know, it takes a little bit of wisdom to do this. You know, unfortunately, I think in the charismatic world, we're prone to be uh, overly zealous and, and extreme in some cases, almost fanatical in, in some cases, that we have to do some big fancy thing in order to prove our faith, like quit taking our medication or, you know, Go stand up, you know, well, I ain't doing that, you know, and uh, some, some big thing instead of just doing what the doctor says and do it by faith for, for six weeks or six months or whatever it is, uh, where it's quiet and nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, and, and the devil, I think, is really good at trying to make us 
very Hollywood. We've got to do something showy and flashy before, before we can be healed. It's got to be instant, you know, in a, and the glory cloud has to appear. And, and, uh, and, you know, and we're not trying to diminish the glory cloud. We thank God for the glory cloud, but all healings are not going to come that way. A lot of healings are going to come just through diligence. You getting up every day saying, I'm the healed of God. I'm the healed of God. It's got to go. It has to go. As you take your medication, it's got to go. One less pill I got to take right here. It's got to go. And then someday you wake up, you know, like Johnny and not been on any medication, right? Or, uh, and, and, you know, for years. you. Yeah, but you didn't do it overnight, right? You started the whole full, you took the whole thing for a while, right? And you went in a half a thing, right? And, and, uh, and one pill and, and then of course, the doctor. Yeah, but you did that by the direction of the Spirit of God. Did I tell you to do that? Right? Did, did some preacher on TV tell you to do that? You know, you know so, so, I'm, I, so I don't get any credit for healing because I sure don't want any credit for you dying either, right? Uh, that's all on you. Uh, but, but, you know, that, that's his path. Amen? Well, that's what I'm going to start doing. Don't, no, no. You do it if the Lord tells you to do that, right? Whatever the Lord tells you to do. If he says stay on it the whole time, then you stay on it the whole time, right? And be okay with that. Uh, don't, don't feel it because it's just pride to say, well, I've got to do something spectacular. I'd rather do something that's not very spectacular as far as the world would say and be off of it and feel well than, than do something spectacular and die in a spectacular way, right? Uh, and so uh, we need to have, it's not wisdom because sometimes wisdom is used as a cover for unbelief. It's just uh, doing what the word says, number one, and doing what the Spirit of God says for you to do. Because the Spirit of God, you know, everybody's body is different. Uh, and uh, your body reacts certain ways that, you know, where your level of faith is at, it's going to act a certain way. And so be okay with that. And if you'll be okay with that and not always try to be the, the, the king of faith, then uh, you'll succeed and have some of these things uh, recovered in your life. Amen. Uh, and, and, and you'll be alive to tell it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah he... Because, I mean, Hebrew says these all died in faith. We don't want you to die in faith, right? Uh, you know, I know that's a Bible verse. It was talking about something different. But you know, how, many, how many charismatic Christians have died in faith? Yeah, I'm just going to stop doing it. Well, they died in faith, right? Uh, it's just the problem is they had, didn't have enough faith to cover their particular uh, uh, showy act, right? Well, I'm just going to stop taking it. If they could have stayed in their level of faith and kept taking their medication and gotten over it eventually. Uh, and, uh, and that would have been a way better, right? It would have been a way better testimony than, yeah, they died in faith, right? Uh, and so let's not die in faith, amen? amen. Let's stay the course uh, and be okay with If that's where your faith is, then praise God, amen? That's okay. And, you know, we've prayed for lots of people who said, what's your faith? Well, I, I just want the Lord to give the doctors wisdom. Okay, they're going to get the surgery. Uh, and so we're going to pray two things. That Number one, the doctor has wisdom to do the right thing, not cut some, oh, wow, didn't mean to cut that one off, right? We don't want that to happen, uh, and then we want speedy recovery right at the end of it. Uh, and if that's where your faith is, then praise God, that's okay. Amen. Uh, is there more faith out there? There's more faith out there. But for right now, if that's where your faith is, then be okay with that. Don't let don't any let, let crazy charismatic person condemn you. Well, if you just had more faith, you know, well, whatever, right? Now, if you had more faith, you could just get me healed, right? And so <laughs> we're going to put that up on you, right? Uh, and so, so let's not watch our symptoms, amen? Our symptoms are not consideration of whether or not God is going to be faithful. Only the word of God is our consideration for whether or not God will be faithful. And what does the word of God say? He'll be faithful, right? And so he'll, you will get healed, amen? Uh, and don't be condemned. Well, if you just have more faith, whatever, you know, uh, I'm going to start wherever I'm at uh, and be good with that. 
But see, the nice thing is, like, like for Johnny, you know, that was a great testimony for him. And the next thing that comes along, he'll be able to get it all, uh, even quicker. Amen. Because your faith, it progresses from faith to faith. You go, yeah, I can, I can do that. I did that. Amen. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, we'll keep it on him because, you know, he's a little shifty. So he, you know, we'll make sure he doesn't get, do anything weird. Right. And, and um, but that's a great testimony. Amen. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 You know, and sometimes as your body starts getting healed, it starts rejecting that medication. And that's why you have to stop taking it. You know, the doctors don't understand that uh, because they think, well, you should take this the rest of your life. But your faith is making your body better every day. And it, it needs to reduce that that medication because it's, you know, if you took twice of what you're supposed to take, that wouldn't help you at all. Right. And so if you're taking more than your body needs right now by because of faith, the doctors don't understand that. But, you know, if the Lord tells you to do that, then that's great. Right. Uh, and, and how long did it take you to get up all of it? Yeah, so that's diligence, right? I mean, a lot of people, well, I got to do it overnight. You know, uh, in some medications, it would be really bad for you to just stop taking it overnight. Now, unless the, now the Lord can do a miracle, I understand that. But if you just went cold turkey in some medications, it would be hard on your body because it's used to that, right? It's used to, and so trailing off. And again, I'm not telling you what to do. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, that if the Spirit of God directs you that way, then do it that way. Amen? Because uh, there's no book, chapter, and verse about how to do it, is there? All we know is that I can be healed. This is the specifics of how that works for you will be found by your diligence in, number one, the Word of God, and number two, the Spirit of God. And if you'll find that, the side effects, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's an unfortunate uh, part of medication is, you know, yeah, this, this may help you, but you may end up with an extra toe or two. Uh, and so sorry about that. You know, you have to buy a bigger shoe. Uh, but, uh, uh, but we still thank God for medication, right? And we thank God because how many people are alive today because of medication? And we, and we thank God for that. Amen. Uh, and so we're not going to disparage the medical industry because they only know what they know. That's why they call it practicing medicine. Uh, and, and so, but we know more. Right? We know the spirit of God. And we know that, yeah, if that's what the doctor says, that's just this a report. And the Bible says, whose report are you going to believe? I report, I believe the report of the Lord that I am the healed of God. And so, uh, but we'll get there. Amen. So uh, what I want, my, part of my goal is to, is to get us back to some uh, a balance of faith. Right? We want to be in faith, but we don't want to be zealous, uh, you know, crazy people. Although people think because you believe in healing, you're already crazy. But, uh, but you know, it's not crazy to walk in faith. But there's, there's so much, it seems like unless we're extreme, that we're not in faith. But there's a lot, I mean, there's so much of life that just, just a little bit of faith is, is sufficient. Uh, and it doesn't have to be some extreme, massive, big thing. Just a little bit of faith over a small period of time gets the job done. Uh, and, uh, and, we, and, and we're glad with that. Amen. Uh, and so... Let's pray and thank the Lord for his word. So, Father, we thank you uh, for your word. And, Father, we thank you uh, for what you've told us uh, by your word. And, Father, we'll be diligent to do exactly what your word says. We'll be diligent, Father, to, to do the things uh, that you've asked us to do. Uh, number one, by your word. And number two, by your spirit. And, Father, we believe that we're always healed. And that regardless of where our faith is for that specific sickness and disease, Father, we can always be healed of that, uh, of that sickness and disease. 
uh, and we'll follow your word and follow your guidance by your spirit, Father, to know exactly how we should obtain that for our own selves. And so we thank you for that, Father. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's just a, to me, it's just a good testimony. Uh, no matter how we get healed, it's just always a good testimony, right? Uh, and uh, I think it's foolish for us to, well, you know, if you didn't get healed, you know, there's not very much faith. Well, what are you still working on, buddy? You know, after 20 years, not getting anything, right? Because some people, unless they get it instantly, well, I didn't, I'm not going to get it. I'd rather, I mean, you've been dealing with it for 20 years. Spend six months to get over it, right? Uh, and so, um, yeah, so that lady I told you about, you know, six months, she, uh, 2020 eyesight, right? Uh, and so, and didn't run over anybody in the meantime, right? So wore her glasses every day. So let's get ready to receive this afternoon's offering. And we don't want anybody running over anybody, amen? Uh, and so the worst thing is when we become doctors and, well, that, that, ain't, that, that, that ain't, I ain't doing that, you know? That's uh, <laughs> just, uh, uh, did the Lord tell you that? No, I just know. Really? Uh, based, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, you know? Uh, it's just, uh, uh, we're all funny sometimes, right? Uh, and so... All right, we'll be blessed. Don't forget, uh, next Sunday, Brother Randy will be with us, and he'll do, sun, uh, he'll do healing school. Uh, and, uh, of course, he'll do Sunday morning service, too. So be good to, uh, to hear what he's got to say next week because he's always got uh, uh, a good word of encouragement for us. Amen? So be blessed. Have a wonderful week, Lord, and, and you're dismissed.